Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Dennis. What up, Josh? This is Best Friend Simulator, Dennis. Josh. I know, this is episode 46, we've been doing this for a year. A year, that's what I was going to say to you. Can you believe it? Is this it? our anniversary? Yeah. Uh, technically, three days from when we're recording is Aww. a one-year anniversary, but by the time this podcast is posted, it will have definitely been over a year. Naturally, I got you something. What'd you get me? It's in the mail. I don't believe I that. S- I sent it to you house. I don't believe that. I got you a present, though. Oh, you did? What is it? A little anniversary present. I got you a screener to hunt for the skinwalker. You shouldn't have. You know that's what I wanted. I know. You've been asking about it for six years. Has it been in the making for six years? Nope, which is weird. Oh, these new mics are picking up all of my typing. Interesting. Uh, the yes. old one did too, actually. <laughs> Oopsie! <laughs> Thanks for getting that for me. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, you got it. Uh, more we'll on that about, later, yeah, friends. We're, we're going to be talking about Hunt for the Skinwalker, the new documentary about Skinwalker Ranch, a little later in the program. I don't know why this mic just makes me want to talk more like a uh, Terry radio, Gross, a radio man. Terry Gross sounds a lot smarter than Radio Man. Jason Flea. And I'm Jason Flea. Does everybody... Uh, is a, Jason Flea a Philadelphia thing, or is that like a syndicated thing? I don't know. Uh, Star Talk, was it called? Oh, maybe? It was a... So, it was a horoscope? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it was a... I think it was syndicated, because it would be like five minutes at... Eight o'clock in the morning, and it was just, uh, but it was this guy with a really weird voice. If maybe, hey, maybe a lot of people have heard of it, and I'm over explaining it, but it was this guy with a really weird voice, and he would give you the horoscopes, and he'd go, Sagittarius, you have love coming your way. Thanks for joining me. I'm Jason, Jason Flea. Flea. Um, my friend's mom would drive us to school. Maybe I was in second grade. And we would be second graders fucking around in the back of the car. And when that dude came on the radio, she would turn around and say, Shut the fuck up! And would listen to the horoscopes like her fucking life depended on it. It may have, if you think about it. Her fate is written in the stars. You know, she doesn't need some little fucking jack and apes horsing around in the back seat playing grab ass back there. (laughs) I assure you we were not playing grab ass. Whatever, I don't know your life. Yes, you do. <laughs> do you have? A, is there a thing going on in Seattle where um, you're finding that a, a lot of people you know are into horoscopes and tarot cards? Yes, and crystals, like like stuff that that people we associate with would normally scoff at, but now it's becoming more like taken seriously. Yes. Yeah. Well, serious, not serious. 
I think. I'm, thrown, uh, I'm confused. I don't really understand if people are really serious about it. Like, I have a lot of people in my social media feeds, and not just, like, strangers, like, people I consider close friends, who are talking about Mercury and Retrograde, and I'm just like, you know, this isn't... It's You're, pulling, you're yanking my crank, right? So, my take, I, I actually texted Jamie about this one day. I was like, yo, what's up with astrology? <laughs> and she sort of broke it down for me a little bit, like, kind of the the popularization of it in recent times and i think it's kind of like sort of connected to feminism in a way in that Mm. astrology was always traditionally seen as a feminine uh, hobby no uh, Mm. what what word Mm. am i trying to say here i don't know i'll send you that shovel so you can dig yourself a little deeper though feminine hygiene no a a, a feminine activity i guess okay interest Interest, yeah. And I think modern feminists have sort of taken it on as a kind of a badge of this is who we are. And it's, you know, I, I don't think people take it seriously. They do a little, but they don't. I, I think the analogy that I came up with is uh, my relationship with chaos magic. I thought you really practiced that. Maybe I do. I think of it like dude, like how we used to say dude to each other in a way of mocking bros. Exactly. And football players, but then it just became part of our thing. Yeah. We, we started saying it, I think, when we were around 18 or 19, I think, as like a joke. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it stuck. Hmm. So it's like that? Maybe. Horoscopes are the new dude? <laughs> what about tarot cards? Explain tarot cards to me, but literally each tarot card. I mean, okay, well, you got the fool. This dude is... The fool? Yeah. The fool or the full? Like the full bean guy? He about to fall off that cliff. He's a stupid idiot. Ah, gotcha. Okay. And when you get that card, that means you're a stupid idiot. Oh, okay. So then it's just, that's it? Yeah. That's your your attribute for the day? (laughs) Yeah. You're fucking stupid today, dickweed. Is that what the card says on it? Yeah. Which is, I don't, I don't get down with that. Mm. I don't want to say that to anybody. Right. No. And that's some it. People. It's just it's just, <laughs> it's just one card that you just keep flipping over and over again. Yeah. Fool. There's the other card. It's the <laughs> the fuck you bird. Well, <laughs> where you just <laughs> you lift the card up and you're just flipping somebody off. It's a pop-up card. Yeah. Okay. So we have the fool which was the only thing you were able to seriously explain to me. The fuck you bird. That uh, means, hey, go fuck off. Alan, Iverson, Alan Iverson's all-star card from 1998. Yes, which tells you, uh, uh, you you may find the answer that you seek. So, <laughs> so years ago, Josh and I developed, Josh and I and other people developed a, a Pokemon Um a, a Pokemon knockoff. A knockoff called Nokimon. Nokimon. And it was a couple Pokemons. And it was an Allen Iverson. And it was a rabbit holding a sword. <laughs> and it cheated make... with three legs. And it cheated with three legs. Because at the time, Pokemon was really popular. So now we make tarot cards. Because tarot cards are really popular. We really have to learn. And one day we'll get Sal in here to talk about new revenue streams. But we really have to learn about new ways of making money and monetizing this podcast. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. And one of them is merchandise. I think I, I like this idea. 
We'll make a BFS tarot deck. Have... I can be on one of them. Yeah. That means you're a beautiful person that day. You're fucking funny as shit. And you got really soft hair. Is that is that everything the card says on it? Yeah. You're <laughs> No, that's the interpretation beautiful... of it, buddy. Oh, okay. You've really oh that would But I don't want anybody to have my hair. I mean they're not gonna have you they're it's gonna be their take on your hair. It's like a mm. like a cover version of your hair. So what's the name of the card? The Dennis. <laughs> oh, I like that. And I it's like spelled that. right and everything with one N. Finally. And your card, I guess I have to do this for you. Your card would be the Josh. I'm listening. It would be inquisitive. Ooh. And sexy. Curious and wondering. Wondering? You're always wondering about stuff like what's up, man? I am. And welding. <laughs> wow, man, you really nailed my essence down to this card. So when you flip the card, you have the power of welding. Oh, shit. Do you think that somebody would try to weld and burn themselves and sue us? Absolutely. We don't got a lawyer. You ain't getting shit from me. Do you think that Jeremy Corbel, the creator of Hunt for the Skinwalker, is already regretting his decision to give us a screener? Absolutely. He's like, what the fuck are these jackasses talking about? Who are these knuckleheads? Tarot deck, what the fuck did I do? Uh, you know, one other aspect you could put on my tarot card. Tattooed. No. Uh, motherfucker leaving windows open. Because even though last episode, I talked about how I forgot to close the window the previous episode. Guess what happened? Uh, I, I forgot to imagine. fucking close the window again. While I, while I was complaining about it. What the hell are you doing? Oh, fucking losing it, dude. Can we get real I mean, for a second here? Yeah, go, for, go ahead. I'm fucking losing it. What's going on, man? No, it's not just really. Me, it's just me and you. Talk to me. No. Jamie and I bought a house. Right? Yeah, you've been rubbing it in my face for like two months. It's been stressful. That's what you get for making me feel bad for not owning a house. You want to come live with us? We need a roommate, probably. <laughs> You figured that out before you bought the house. We're in over our heads, man. Yeah, yo, I just might. The way things are going here. Oh. Philadelphia. Oof. It's still hot and humid. It's, it's, summer's over here, man. I don't want to sweat anymore. Sick of this shit. You'll love it out here. I'm, I'm sad. Summer's gone already. But guess what's around the corner? Winter. And Death. Hollow-mo motherfucking ween, baby. Oh, you love a Halloween. I Wait love a, a Halloween. Oh. Do we have to have another Halloween episode? I was gonna throw that out to the BFS Maniacs. Like, do they want to hear another episode or another Halloween episode? Uh, both. <laughs> do you guys want to hear another episode? Let's hear it. You guys want to hear another episode? Come on. No, uh, I was thinking about doing another Spooktacular this year. Ooh. So if anybody out there has... A creepy story from their personal lives. Hit us up. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, holla at your boys. I hear the emails pouring in as we speak. I want to hear about You've those ghouls, man. those You've ghosts, those goblins. You've got man. You got an alien. You got a shadow man. Ooh. You got a, you got a dog man. Whatever. I'll listen. We'll listen. We'll see what we get. What else is happening in uh, Seattle? Wait, uh, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Technically. Technically, you're not in Seattle anymore. I'm no longer in Seattle. You are in Walla Walla. 
I'm in Tequila, a little neighborhood called Allentown, which Tequila. I think is what uh, Billy Joel sang the song about. Well, I'm living in this Seattle neighborhood called Allentown. Tequila neighborhood called Allentown. Wait, there's a neighboring town called Tequila. Yes. And you live in, there's a, there's a neighborhood in Tequila. There's no way Tequila is big enough to have multiple neighborhoods. I don't. This is called Allentown. It's like a the neighborhood. I don't know. Tequila's kind of big. They got that big mall down there. They got that Taco Bell. I hope that's the way you describe your town to people. We got a big mall. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, 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 hold on. I got hold you on. like movies. Hold I got on. movies. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got Taco Bell. Yeah, dog. Oh, maybe I do want to live there. Guess what? I got to ride my bike. To Taco Bell without going on a single road from here. Would, A, that's weird. B, <laughs> would you please ride your bike to Taco Bell and order in the drive-thru? Uh, no, I don't want to do that. You don't want to be that guy? Yeah. You, you're on your way. What's that mean? You know what it means. An old weirdo? It means we're going to meet up at a Taco Bell somewhere one day down the line when we're old. You're going to be on your bicycle and I'm going to be in the middle of a heart attack. <laughs> just just stone cold in the middle of one? Uh-huh. Okay. <sighs> Give me a Mexi melt. <laughs> Dennis, we've told you time and time again. Mr. <laughs> we've told you time and time again. Do not eat Taco Bell while you're having a heart attack. Oh, and he tenses, he's my... a medium sauce stat. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of being old. So this is a topic we've discussed back and forth a little bit. And we've we probably discussed it on the show as well. Mm-hmm. But... I'm convinced the internet thinks I'm an old man. Well, I'm not convinced you're not an old man, but go ahead, explain. Yeah. Oh, wait, I I totally forgot. This is a segment called Getting Old. Oh, right, that's right. I forgot I, we had I that. I wrote some, I wrote, wrote, I created some music for this, so here oh, it goes. Oh, really? All right. <laughs> so... Professional. We're bringing our A game. That's fun. How, so, how, can I, how you doing, Mister Corbell? Can I? Can you I do the show behind, so far? Can I do it behind the scenes there? Yeah. Okay. So Josh is leaving space for that stinger. Uh, I've never heard it, so I have no idea what it is. It's a good one. You'll oh, you'll man. like it. Can't wait. But let's. Just I'm glad you way. liked my Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Dude, you deserve uh thingy dingy last episode. A, a a potty for that. What's a podcast? Oh, is that award? a is that a podcast uh, award? The potties? Casty. Uh let's go with potties. <laughs> anyway, so I'm convinced the internet thinks I'm an old man because okay, for starters, I was listening to uh I guess maybe this is kind of an old man thing to do, but I was listening to an album by the the kind of pop punk band Face to Face. I don't think that's an old man thing to do. If you said I was listening to the great, the Eagles' greatest hits, then I might call you an old man. Uh, I mean, I'm we're, we're the next generation of old men, though. That is true. There's going to be a generation of old men that listen to Face to Face. Have you heard this one? So I was listening to it, and YouTube does this thing now. Even if you're listening to a full album, it'll just break in with a commercial, sometimes in the middle of a song, which is great. Oh, super. But this one listen, it gave me... Four motherfucking AARP ads. Hmm. So that that's twofold. One. I'm telling you something. You got to be what? Like over 60 to be an AARP? Let's say yes, as if I know. So that, number one. <laughs> 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 I 
I mean, how could they? <laughs> so this begs another question. Wait, what I had, have you? What I, I had two. Oh, sorry, two. Second two. one. These motherfuckers actually think I'm going to be able to retire. Yeah, no, you're gonna you're gonna work until you have a heart attack, or you just accidentally just, burn yourself to death. Just give up. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, money and retiring the other day, and I had, like, a six-month-long panic attack, but I'm better now. Yeah. Well, I, I got my fingers crossed that uh, by the time we're old men, there will be a universal basic income. <laughs> yeah, keep crossing those fingers. <laughs> I have my fingers crossed. Definitely that. not a mass grave for old people. I have my fingers crossed that I'm going to get hit by a, uh, by a city bus and okay. be able to cash in in some way. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about that a lot when I was riding in Philly. It's like, what if I just like just get ride my bike a little bit in front of this bus and just just see what happens? Hmm. Never did. That's nah, tricksy because they might run you over and kill you before you can yeah. get the money. I go get my just reward in heaven instead. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but let me bring me let me let me go back to my question, uh, which is, um, what have you been searching for on the internet for YouTube to think that AARP ads are appropriate for you? I can't think of a single fucking thing. I can. What? You buying prunes wholesale now? Mm, I, I did recently buy some prunes. You know I like a prune. You buy them off the internet? No. Okay. That's strictly an in-person purchase for me. All I gotta, right. I gotta inspect the goods. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, that's a good prune. I walk in the uh, Safeway. I get one of the the stock people. It's like, take me to your prunes. Uh, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, uh, what? Where are your finest prunes? Could you and please lead face, me there? The pimply faced teenager is just like, we have one bag. He takes me over to it, and he's like, it's "Oh, there you go, best. sir." I was like, "No, no, you gotta stick around." And I just squeeze each prune inside of the bag just to make sure it's it's right. We are going to make a ton of money on YouTube when we're older by filming our crazy antics. Yeah, it'll be like that Johnny Knoxville thing, but we'll be really old instead. In, instead of bad grandpa, it'll be called real grandpa. Uncle Dad. Or, or Uncle Dad is a better name. So you've been buying prunes wholesale. How much cat nope. litter are you ordering off the internet? I don't. I don't handle the cat litter. I okay. well, I handle it in real life, but I don't handle the buying. That's the deal, Jamie and I have. She pays for it. I do it. That's a good deal. Yeah, it works out. I I legitimately can't think of what like if you look at my list of uh, stuff I've looked up recently on YouTube. It's like weird cryptid shit. What? It's the weird conspiracy shit. They think nah. you're they think you're a fucking uh a uh, bunker person. So they're bunker they're suggesting a bunker person. Prepper. <laughs> a prepper. <laughs> Not a bunker person. <laughs> so they think that like preppers are worried about the Fresno nightcrawlers? Or oh. is it like somebody with a job clearly doesn't have the time to think about this stuff? Maybe. I, I don't know. I think the internet just thinks I'm old. I think it's I think it's just time to give in and sign up. On top of that, I've been getting nonstop phishing scams, like just flooding my email inbox. Like, hey, send us five hundred dollars and you can go on this fishing trip, kind of thing. And then they never actually take you on the trip. No, no, like the classic, like I'm here in Ethiopia and I I would I wish to transfer three million dollars into your account. I get a ton of those. I get uh, a bunch of things from uh, Apple 
LTD. Mm, mm-hmm. Saying uh, an off- unauthorized purchase was made. Uh, first of all, I'm a little upset that you didn't really get my fishing F, fishing PH joke. Oh, I'm old. Right. I got scrambled brains. You are old. You better join that AARP. I got one recently that was, it was like something, something, the CEO of Blackwater. I'm like, nice, dude. You're going to, you're going to do some mercenary work? Uh, I'm thinking about it. But, that's just random. Or the thing where they think that, not Jimmy Buffett, Warren Buffett signs his emails, Warren Buffett, entrepreneur and billionaire. Like some bullshit. I'm just like, come on, dude. I wish I got emails from Jimmy Buffett. That would be some chill emails, huh? Yeah, really. Teach me how to relax. They would smell like a pina colada somehow. <laughs> I was going to say, how does the email smell like? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're the worst. It's who is Sending this person, like, um, I get them, now that they've moved from Nigerian prince scams to, hey, like, you're you're my only beneficiary, and I have $3 million to send you. And it's like, I don't know you. But they, I mean, they, they clearly think I'm an old person that doesn't know what's going on. So, I like, why am I getting these all of a sudden? I still want to know who's falling for this shit. Old ass people. But I get a lot of these emails. How often are these people sending sending out like hundreds of dollars, or their Enough. or their or their bank transfer information? Cast a wide net, baby. It happens. Touche. I still think one of them is going to be real. And that's the one that fucks you. Did I just delete that an email from a from a great grandmother that I never knew? <laughs> I got a weird one today that was uh, somebody asking if I can handle the account for some like metal business, like. Metallica? No, I think like a like a metal working thing. It was weird. That sounds that, that was sounds very legit specific. though because you're in the business. Yeah, but I don't think somebody a stranger would write to me half in all caps. <laughs> Maybe they know about you and they're half excited. <laughs> I've heard good things, but they didn't say that. <laughs> that was just implied. Yeah. Anyway, internet thinks I'm a fucking old ass man. Stupid. I'm not. You hear this, internet? Stupid internet. Sure, I have to wear a thumb brace sometimes when I play video games too much. Oh, buddy. What are you doing? (laughs) You're breaking your damn self. But you know what? Check the... Hey, hey, check the segue out. Enough about being old. Let's talk about being young. Look at this guy, huh? That's pretty good, right? Yeah, I don't know. What are you you talking about? Uh, You know what was fucked up? I was thinking about this today. Please be more specific. So I'm a as you as you may be able to tell, Dennis, what? as well as the BFS maniacs. Uh, I'm a little under the weather. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice or not. I'm, I've been oh, a little no. sick. You always mumble, so this isn't weird for me. Cool. I think my voice has like a husky aspect to it. Maybe. Ooh. Like a little like, like a sensual. Oh. Mmm. You sound. I was gonna say you sound very husky tonight. I've been shopping in the husky section. <laughs> For my voice. <laughs> Gonna give my voice some big pants. But, so, I, I, I'm a little under the weather. Actually, took a sick day yesterday. Just, you know, slept late and everything. It, it was needed. And I was thinking about, like, just sick days and how, A, I'm thankful that I have them. Thanks, Bill, for giving us sick days at work. Even though I think it's required by law. No. <laughs> but. <laughs> Has Bill been convincing you that it's all because of him? Thanks for following the law, Bill. Good boss. Good dude. I was thinking about 
perfect attendance awards in school. You think that was fucked up? Yeah. It like dog, if you're sick, don't come to fucking school. Oh yeah, they put that shit in you young. Like you you have to fight through that stuff. Yeah. And that's like, why we have typhoid. Yeah. That's why you got measles pox. Typhoid to this day. That's why you got anthrax. That's why you got mumbly pig. Some that's why you got Dutch well. neck. Yo, man. you That's why that shit spreads. People don't take a sick day. You get the Dutch neck, you stay home. Fucking little Charlie goes into school. He got Dutch neck. Next thing you know, little Sabrina has it. She spreads it to her whole fucking family. What are their names? Marto. Punyella. Cratchit. Mm-hmm. Little Stobbler. Marto, Puniella, Cratchit, and Little Stobbler? Yeah. So, what was the original person's name? Sabrina? Sabrina, yeah. Sabrina. She's the uh, the youngest in that family. Okay. And her parents were like, you know, we gotta stop fucking naming our kids these fucking names, dude. <laughs> her parents, Marta and Puniella. They're going to school and getting a raft of shit. Let's give them, let's just fucking give them, uh, let's give this next one a, a, a real human name. We've talked about before how you have a really hard time coming up with names on the fly, but you're getting to the point where you're not even using any type of word creation that stems from any language known to man. You want you want to bet me how much you want to bet that somebody in the world is named Punyella? I don't want to bet that because if I'm wrong, I'm not giving you anything. See? You're just being culturally insensitive. I do guarantee that there is no thing in existence called Little Stobbler. Because I don't think that means anything. I think but now, anyway, it, now it exists. Little Stobbler. But anyway. Perfect attendance awards. This is what you want to talk about. Yeah, it's weird. It get, it really gears you up to like, hey, you'll get a pat on the back if you never take off work. Yeah. Which sucks. I mean, it, it, it's fine instilling the value of a of a, a hard day's work of showing up on time all that stuff you know that's fine but dog sometimes you gotta miss a day you shouldn't be made to feel lesser than because like you got the fucking chicken pox yeah really sometimes i'm bummed because i never really get sick not never like i'll get sick like once a year but i can't remember the last time i called in sick from work that wasn't a mental health day or trying to get out of going to work must be nice. It's weird because I just appear very unhealthy. Like I look sickly and unwell and on the verge of death, but I'm ne- but I never really get like sick. Oh, for starters, you look like you're in the middle of a heart attack all the time. <sighs> it's because I'm always making that like surprised face, like <laughs> don't come up, don't sneak up on me like that. <laughs> uh, speaking of school, huh? Yeah, you like that one. Love school. Uh, there is a uh, there's a night like a night not it's like night school but it's like an adult education school. Okay. Adult education school is what I just. <laughs> said. <laughs> there's this place called the Mount Airy, Mount Airy Learning Tree. Mount Airy is a neighborhood in Philadelphia. Wait, learning what? Tree. Tree. Okay. Malt for short. Mount Airy is a neighborhood in Philadelphia. Learning Tree is what they chose to name their adult education school. Is it in a tree? No. I think maybe it's Were you it bummed when you got tree? there and, and it wasn't a tree? Oh, man. 
no, I didn't go there, but I've been looking. They have a um, a home repair class. Cla- okay. Class. I don't know why. <laughs> my I decided now for my voice to change. They have a home repair class that teaches you how to do simple repair and build a wall, which is kind of cool. Nah. In these politically charged times, maybe that's not the best plan. Oh, I hear you. Huh? That's... A little, little topical humor. Topical... That wasn't even, like, humor. That was, uh, that was poignant. Oh, thanks. That was a statement. So, I realized that I couldn't take the class because it was only three sessions and I would not be in town for one of them, and thus throwing away my $350. Yeah. And I don't want a half a wall. They, yeah, they only teach you how to build right. half per right. class. Yeah. Well, a third. A That's third. Yeah. You wind you up with it. a third or two thirds of a wall. But I was also waiting a while for the fall uh, catalog to come out. Yo, they have a ton of classes. It's pretty impressive. I didn't know. So you didn't have to. I went through the entire catalog and picked out my favorite class titles. All right. Hit you me. Ready for this? Yeah. All right. Hot button issues in immigration. Ooh. I, is that so like, who I need something to talk about at Thanksgiving. Our, our exchange about uh, building yeah. a wall would fit perfectly with that class. So what do you kids think about this wall business, huh? <laughs> hmm? You know, the teacher is sitting on the edge of the desk with his sleeves rolled up. Oh, de- absolutely. That's, that's the only way to approach a hot button issues class. He's pounding the desk a lot. We have to talk about immigration. Um... I should write a book. That's the name of the class. I should. Write I a should book? write a book. So, Why do you, you think it's a class for that? Yeah. So, do you think it's a bunch of people talking, and sitting around, like planning their autobiography or their fiction book, or is it a bunch of people talking about how they should really write a book? Do you think you should write a book? Me too. Let's talk about it. I should take that class. I could talk about the the Mothman young adult novel that I was writing. Why didn't you finish that? I don't know. Depression, Good answer. Good answer. underachieving. Hey, it sounds like you need a little fun in your life. Maybe you will like this class, Scrabble. Anyone? But am I going to pay you twenty five dollars so that I can play Scrabble with you? I don't like that. How about whip cracking? Now that I can get into. You got to bring your own whip. Okay. They teach you how to how to do it so you don't fucking whip yourself in the eye. Um, I think that's in the advanced class. The first okay. one is just, like, getting to know your whip. Now, what type of people do you envision in this class? The whip-cracking class? Yeah. Five people. Okay. Two of them really want to learn how to crack whips, just because it seems like it would be a weird thing to talk about at parties. Okay. Three of them are perverts. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Don't kink shame here, buddy. You don't come into my house and kink shame. No, 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 no. I'm not kink shaming at all. It's fine if you want to learn. Okay, so two people are... I'm not saying it's like three people that are interested in kink. Okay. I'm saying it's like three, like, creeps. Fuck it. Fucking weirdos. With, like, dirt stashes. Like, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not... Okay, uh, okay. No, no, no. Okay, so okay, so there's two people that are just interested for it, for parties. One person who's really into it wants to learn more about it for kink purposes. Okay. okay. You feeling better now? Yeah, yeah. And two people that are total creepazoids. Um, Creepazoid in the classic sense. One person, a Catwoman cosplayer. Okay, so there's six people. One is a Catwoman cosplayer. 
One is an Indiana Jones cosplayer. One wants to do it at parties. One just wants to be around whips. And uh, one of them is in it for kink purposes. Okay. And the one that wants to be around it just to be around whips is the pervert, maybe. Maybe. Look, and just because I said you are the one who interpreted that I meant pervert and and I was kink shaming, I meant creepazoids. So okay, that's on you. So here's another class. Uh, take the nuts in capital nuts, um, capital letters out of coconuts. This is a class. It's a whole class. This isn't uh, the 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 topic on a uh, a, a weird message board somewhere. Uh-uh. No whole class. Some of these classes are only just like one or two sessions, so I can't class. imagine there's going to be more than a class in this topic, whatever the fuck it is. I really think it's just about like how to open coconuts. <laughs> one of my favorite classes is uh, I want a fun funeral. Okay. Okay. An entire class about planning your own fun funeral. Now, I think this is a missed fucking opportunity to call it let's have a fun no roll mm. i think they were fun originally there you know what eat shit uh but is that another chef, class <laughs> yeah but chef chef yoon lee yoon lee has my favorite classes by far so okay. chef lee has three classes class number one Cooking with Yoon Lee when the pot thickens. Huh? Nice, dude. Uh, class number two, cooking with Yoon Lee, Vietnam nom nom. Huh? And the best. Number three, cooking with Yoon Lee, let's talk about it. I like this Yoon Lee character. So I will be taking you Let's Talk About It, and I'll talk about it with you after the class is over. Can you get Yoon Lee to come on the podcast? Oh, I bet Yoon Lee is fucking hilarious. And he sounds like a delightful human being just from the, the puns he's putting out there in the world. It is puntastic. All right, so as we mentioned at the top of the show, this week we are going to talk about the new documentary, The Hunt for the Skinwalker, from Jeremy Corbell. And first off, I want to thank Mr. Corbell. I reached out to him when I found out that the documentary was out and asked him if he could set us up with some screeners so we could watch it to discuss on the podcast. And he got back to me and was a very nice dude. So thank you for that. Can I just say... How surreal it is. The the documentary in the corner had our email address. Yes. Every once in a while is a watermark. So, you know, if we pirate it. Yeah. He would know. And uh, that just, that was like, wow. I think we are a legitimate uh, podcast here getting, getting that kind of stuff. So that was pretty neat. We've done it. We, now we can retire finally. Yeah. So uh, uh, thanks again for that, if you're listening. Much appreciated. So where do we start here, Dennis? So why don't you talk about what the general gist of this uh, documentary? Okay, so this is about Skinwalker Ranch, which we actually covered in a three-part series a while back, I think in the the 20s, maybe, somewhere around there. The 1920s, yes. 1920s. We, We traveled through a portal. No, episodes, somewhere in the 20s episodes. Yeah, somewhere in there. And uh, we go into it in in great detail. 
So we recommend going back to those if you haven't listened to them yet. And I'm, I'm not going to get into intense detail because this documentary is basically kind of a crash course on what's going on and some of the coverage of it from over the years and also sort of some updates. Now, this the, the documentary is based heavily on the book by Calm Kelleher and George Knapp called The Hunt for the Skinwalker. And uh, it's, it's revealed that George Knapp actually planned to make a documentary based on this and for whatever reason, like never finished it. So this documentary features footage from that, the stuff that Knapp prepared for that. And it all centers around a ranch in Utah that has been experiencing a whole host of strange events, allegedly, since the uh, mid-90s. And it seems like it's all of the things. All of the things. Not just aliens, not just paranormal, not just conspiracy stuff, but like all of it. Yeah. You you want uh, UFOs? Boom. You got them. You want weird cryptids? Got those too. You want some poltergeist activity? Done. You want you want the predator? You want the predator? Boom. You want uh, some kind of a, a no-necked black creature crawling out of a, a portal? You got that too. Oh, that sounds creepy. So, yeah. So, Skinwalker Ranch is seen as kind of like the holy grail in the paranormal world in a way because it has all these various features. And a lot of people see it as like, this is, if we can figure out what's going on here, we'll figure it all out. So this documentary sort of goes into that a little bit. And this isn't necessarily critical of the documentary. This is a, a thing we've discussed on a previous podcast. Covering Skinwalker Ranch is hard because there are so many disparate elements. It's all over the place. So even if like you, you keep a really tight rein on what's going on, it's still all over the place. There's so many tan- like branches to the tree of stuff going on there yeah and this is discussed often in the documentary that the things that happen never seem to repeat very often Uh, there's always something new something different going on something unexpected and you know a lot of people involved with it think that this is some kind of intelligence fucking with people yeah Uh, because they were saying in the documentary they were nothing ever happened while they were looking but stuff happened like off camera or over there just like and it, they felt like they kind of something knew what, what they were doing and right, purposely right. avoiding it. Yeah. Which, I mean, from a skeptical perspective, it's kind of sure. like, uh, there's got to be something, you know? And that, that's one of the, the kind of disappointing things about the documentary a little bit to me was that I was hoping for something more, but there wasn't really anything given. And that was, a, you know, a thing, a point of frustration expressed in the documentary is that Corbell went out to Skinwalker Ranch. He was there. Uh, they had, they got permission uh, from the the Ute tribe to actually go into Dark Canyon, which was one of the places that the Skinwalker, which just a really quick breakdown in older Native American traditions was seen as kind of like a, an evil witch. And a shapeshifter, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And this ranch lies in the path of the Skinwalker and a lot of the uh, the the tribes in the area saw Dark Canyon as the home of the Skinwalker. So they actually got permission, which is rare, to go up into this canyon to go investigate it a little bit. And so, yeah, I mean, I was hoping and I know they were expecting or hoping that they would find something, too, but nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And it's 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 kind of 
it's crazy, right? Bob Bigelow, who we've talked about it before, is like a major figure in alien uh, conspiracy business. Um, he owned the ranch for a while, mm-hmm. for years and years and years. And then he sold it to someone who they actually interviewed in... He sold it like five years ago to someone they actually interviewed in the uh, documentary who made some reference to themselves being like a major player in like business and they didn't, having so they a didn't, vast business empire. Yeah. So they didn't want their their face or voice being used. But he had this gentleman had people stationed there doing research every day for five years and they didn't find anything. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. I will say that I think doing a three part episode about Skinwalker Ranch kind of ruined the documentary for me because it was I feel like if you didn't know anything about it and you watched it, you'd be like, holy shit, this is crazy. And I feel like and I don't know if you agree, but I was like, oh, it was like nothing new. But that's because we had done such Absolutely. Or you, do- yeah. you did, <laughs> or yeah, you did, I mean, and told me about all your research. <laughs> I mean, if you if you had read the book, there's not going to be a lot in here that's new to you. You know, a it's lot of it's basically covered. a collaboration with George Knapp. Yeah, it absolutely He's is, in and like I know seventy five percent of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Corbell has often said that that's his mentor. So sure, you know they're they're tight bros. So, of course, he's in it a bunch. One thing that I did like about the documentary is, and you're right, I think this is maybe geared more towards people new to to Mm -hmm. what's happening on the ranch, new to all the the lore surrounding it and stuff. But one thing that was kind of cool was just seeing some of these sites. Mm -hmm. You know, like the the area where the bulls uh, were said to have been crammed into this trailer and stuff. Like, seeing that and everything was like, Oh, that's cool. Like, I, I actually have a, a good image of what this looks like now. So that was one of the cool aspects of it, like having read the book and done a, done a bunch of research, like just seeing the sites of the of the, the ranch itself. Yeah, I think that um, my thoughts on it were, like I said, stuff that we already knew. Dude makes, I don't know if who does the music. I didn't. Uh, study the credits but this some of the sounds in the in the movie are like real fucking creepy yeah and like partially i'm just like is that just like uh, is somebody just like knocking on a desk and they're just echoing it but it was still really weird oh uh, yeah yeah i remember that part i was sitting in my living room watching this and just kind of like is that in my house uh yeah. one thing that made me crazy was a lot of the stuff that we talked about on the podcast and, and the research that's been done, the identity of the original rancher who reported all this stuff has been like, mm-hmm. it's it. this is his name, but this is his real name, and nobody knows who he really is. But they had a picture of him. Yeah. And it was a thumbnail mm-hmm. that was super fucking grainy and i was just like come on like that made me so mad i'm like why even put that on there it's terrible i I think it's an image actually from one of the original newspaper articles about the ranch back in the Mm. 90s it still made me crazy yeah and that's and again i still want to know what the deal is with that like you know i was thinking about it we talked on when we covered skinwalker ranch why did the family stick around after they sold it to bigelow why were they still on the ranch? And I want to know like where they are now, what's going on, you know, but that that's information maybe just for the sake of privacy 
or what, but I don't, I don't know. I just want to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Couple cool things. Well, cool. It was interesting to see. First of all, Bob Bigelow. They talked to Bob Bigelow, so that was yeah. Kind of, that was kind that of that was cool. And then a couple of these other figures from NIDS, which is Bob Bigelow's group, who are also now working with to the Stars Academy of right. Science. Um, right. So I was like, oh, that that person that we've heard their name, right? And I think I'm gonna say his name wrong, but Calm Calm Kelleher. He was in it predominantly throughout. The movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So you get those folks. You get George Knapp. And then uh, out of nowhere, you get uh, Robbie Williams, a British pop star and known bad boy, shows up in the middle of the documentary, which I thought was really weird because it took like it probably wasn't 10 minutes, but it took like 10 minutes for them to put up a name card that said Robbie Williams. So for like 10 minutes, I'm like, I think that's fucking Robbie Williams. Yeah. Like, what? Like, what? what? And I don't think they, they say, like, music, uh, Robert Williams, musician, um, in the in the credits it says, like, musician seeker. So yeah. I guess he's, like, really interested in that stuff, but they didn't well, really explain it? Or did I miss I that mean, part? I mean, he, he referenced in the movie, and this was hard for me because I normally watch things with subtitles, so I, I didn't hear everything this okay. time around. But I think he mentioned something about coming to Skinwalker Ranch previously in the past. And one of the things that they, they talked about a lot was the, the concept of a hitchhiker, which is that something, sometimes people who visit the ranch have something follow them off the ranch. And I, I think he was saying that that's what happened to him. Yeah. And, you know, now that he was back, he didn't want it to happen again. That's so strange. Yeah, I, was, I would like to know more about where Robbie Williams fits into the picture. I also have a feeling that he is, I didn't realize the band that he was in the band the like he was in a boy band before he was a solo act and okay. they were insanely popular huh. and and his records sold tons of records so i'm assuming he's a billionaire so i guess you can kind of do what you want you can go oh, to skywalker yeah, ranch and if you're a japanese billionaire you can go to mars skywalker or the moon, ranch. the moon the moon what did i say skywalker ranch can we try that again too late. Skin, skin. Well, I think if you're rich, you can go to Skywalker Ranch too. But you yeah, go to Skinwalker exactly. Ranch, and like they just announced, this Japanese billionaire is going to be the person who goes up in Elon Musk's spaceship that's going to go around the moon. Yeah. So cool. money gets you in all the places. It does indeed. What if he? What if Robbie Williams went in there and got killed by the Predator monster? I mean, if it happened on camera. Not that I would want anything bad to happen to Mr. Robbie Williams, but that would be a, a golden sign of proof that something's going on there. Hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah. Anyway. But I, I think overall that's the one sticking point for me about Skinwalker Ranch is that it's it's a fascinating topic. As somebody that is deeply intrigued by all the lore and everything, like I, I, I love this story, but in reality... It's all anecdotal evidence. Right. You know, there, there's no hard evidence. And Corbell talks about this at the end of the film. You know, he's saying that all they've got to build off of is witness testimony. And he wonders if there's a critical mass of testimony that you can achieve, like a, enough people saying that they've seen something for people to take it seriously. And my completely amateur answer to this is no. Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't think there was a critical mass not for this particular topic, because other than 
they had a lot of people in the documentary that were like people that lived near the ranch who had seen UFOs. But as far as the stuff on the ranch, like the Predator and the interdimensional Shambler and the others, I mean, like, they, they, no one, only, they're only the people that were those ran- the rancher and his family and then some of the researchers. Yeah. But that's. I like, like, Knapp, he says in the, in the documentary, he, he's never seen anything on the ranch. Right, right. Corbell says he's never seen anything on the ranch. Right. You know, like, think- all they have to go off of are these stories of the original ranchers who told, I think, the most fabulous stories. They were the ones that were the the most intense, probably. Of course. You know, yeah. all the stuff with the, the giant wolves and all that stuff. But, yeah, it, it, it all comes down to anecdotal evidence, and that's just not enough. Like, I... I want to I, see I, I don't... It. Yeah, exactly. I, I need to see something more, you know? And I think when I see a documentary like that, man, I really want there to be a payoff. Yeah, like, for sure. All Like, all of that talk, and then, boom, here's the Predator on camera. Or something, you know? Yeah, I was hoping for that, for sure. Yeah, it's a bummer. I think he is... Mr. Corbell is passionate about what he does, but he also does that thing where it's like... It's like, I'm just asking the questions, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying it's it's real, but I think somebody's got to ask the question. And yeah. <laughs> that just, it doesn't really answer the question. It just adds more questions to it, which is also frustrating. So it's like, what did we accomplish here? But again, if you don't know the story or if you didn't listen to our multiple episode explanation of it, I mean, it is like what it's like constantly over and over again it's like what what happened that's crazy so yeah interesting for that and it's definitely a thing corbell discusses in the documentary just like how hard it is to pin this stuff down because it's Mm -hmm. so all over the place and so just bizarre yeah but i don't know about you but this made me really want to go there i think we should even though i don't believe anything is going on there i just want to go so, uh, Mr. Corbell, thanks for sending us the documentary. Now, if you can just get us into the ranch. Hook uh, us up. That would be great. Yeah. If, if you could pull a few strings. Yeah. And then we'll hunt Skinwalker. That sounds good. It's a couple of skeptics. Yeah. Out there, you know. Hunt. I got it. Hunt for the Skinwalker 2. Best friend simulator. We'll have your people talk to our people. <laughs> Josh. That's some Hollywood talk. Josh. It's yeah. just it's just us. <laughs> There's no people. All right. So if you want to watch Hunt for the Skinwalker, you can purchase it on iTunes or Vimeo, and it is out now. So that's kind. Of, and if you if you buy it, you get like extra bonus, almost an hour and a half of extra bonus material. So that's kind of exciting. We didn't have a chance to watch it because we wanted. We actually got this like a couple days ago, and yeah, we, we wanted to review it for the podcast, so we didn't get a chance to watch the bonus material, but. It is available to you if you buy the documentary. I am a little curious to see what else is on there. For sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's like an hour and a half worth of extra material and stuff. So again, I, thank I, you. Ooh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, ATIP, the Advanced Aeronautic Threat Identification Program. Oh, yeah. Um, Pepper throughout the documentary were, were some of those videos that we had put. Uh, we spoke about, we put on Instagram. That were um, where the Air Force jets were fine. They found footage of where they had it was released footage from the Air Force of UFOs. Right. 
Sorry, what are they calling UFOs now? It's not on un- It's not UFOs anymore. It's something else. I don't know. I forget what it was called. They had called it something else in the uh, in those videos. I don't know. It's okay. You got me. It's okay. It was something else. But anyway, thank you, uh, Jeremy Corbell, for sending us that documentary. We appreciate it. Yeah. And I will say, we didn't like Patient 17, but this is a better documentary. Absolutely. Yeah. I would agree. It definitely set a tone that made me feel like I was there in like the creepiest way possible. Do you know what, yeah. I, mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. It, like was it, it set a tone which I was like, immersive. oh, this feels, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. The scenes when they were like sitting around the campfire and shit, I kind of wanted to be there. Yeah, I kind of wanted you to be there and to get attacked by the Predator. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you'll do that. You'll die just to prove that the Predator exists and then I'm doing this podcast by myself. No, the Predator will be my replacement. Hey, do you remember <laughs> that time I killed your friend on the uh, ranch? Hey, Predator, good to have you on the podcast, Best Friend Simulator. Yeah, so begrudgingly doing this with you, even though you killed my best friend. And somehow assumed his life. <laughs> Come on, pull it together. Listen. <laughs> Predator getting tired of all the hunting all the time, all the invisible. I think it's really fucked up that the Predator doesn't speak proper English. Just like those cows that are always tagging the Chick-fil-A uh, billboards. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? Maybe a little Chick-fil-A humor. Predator just want to be seen. <laughs> well, I'm here to say you are seen, Predator. Oh, here is, is your friend's spine. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always have to ruin it, Predator? <laughs> and scene. All right. All right. On that note, Josh, I think we got to wrap this up. Yeah, I think that's all the time we have for this call, Dennis. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.